In today's podcast episode, we're going to talk about how to detail at an apartment or office location. So basically anywhere that's not a home location. Coming up. And welcome back, everybody, to another podcast episode. Thanks for joining in here. If you're listening to me on the Spotify, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google, or if you're watching this on YouTube, nice to have you here. So in this podcast episode, we're going to talk about how do you detail off-site. And when I say off-site, I mean not at a home location because nine out of ten times when you're at a home location, it's pretty straightforward. You have the driveway. Um, you might have like a, a gated community and you have to have the code or something. But for the most part, a home location, it's pretty straightforward. It's pretty easy. Things start to change and can sometimes get hectic, uh, uncomfortable, or just not ideal when you're not at a home location. So uh, plenty, I mean, not plenty of times, a lot of times we're at office locations, um, work locations, or apartment locations or condos and such. So I'll kind of take you through the process, at least what I've kind of learned and what we do and what we look for, what we uh, look ahead, that's what we assume that's going to happen before we even get there because it's good to understand these things. That way you can kind of adjust accordingly uh, with your day. So, um, So as you get more customers, you'll better understand what you need to know to get the job done. And what I mean by that is like if someone tells us like, hey, we're at an apartment, we already know exactly what to ask. Or if someone says, hey, we're at a condo, we already have a separate set of questions that we need to ask. Just because like, like you know, every location is going to have its nuances, right? So it's, it's not like it's a perfect system by any means, but you do have these generalizations of what you need to ask or what you might encounter depending on where the customer lives. And this is only going to happen once you get more customers and you're like, man, every time I go to you know, in a, an apartment complex, you know, X, Y, Z happens. So let me start asking that beforehand or, hey, yeah, I go to, you know, um, commercial locations a lot and X, Y, Z happens. So let me ask these questions. So as you get more customers and you go to more uh, to different locations, you'll have a better understanding of what exactly you need to get the job done. And that can also mean like if you don't have a generator or water tank or pressure washer, like you adjust accordingly based on where you're going to go. And yeah, the more customers you get, the better you'll get at really knowing what you need in advance. And I will say, don't just assume that you're going to, of course, this is for mobile detailers. Don't assume you're always going to a home location, right? Like, again, it's the most ideal when you go to a home location, but don't think that you are by default always going to a home location. This is specifically important for those that don't have a generator or a pressure washer or anything like that to where you need to have, you need the customer's outlet uh, for power and water. So always ask, hey, and it's, it's just a simple question. You don't need to overcomplicate it. It's literally just asking, hey, is this a, a work? Is this a apartment or home location? That is literally it. All That's all you need to know. And from there, you, you, you go into your questions of like, you know, if that's what, if that's the scenario that fits you, then you'll say, okay, if it's a home location, if you know, if you need the outlet and water, then you'll just say, hey, I all I need now is the um when I get there, all I need is the outlet and water spigot. Is that accessible? Or do you have one nearby? Or some a very basic question that you need to ask. It's not that like I ne- I never put too much onto it. I've never had a problem asking if they have power or water readily available. Because they usually do if it's at a home location. If it's not, which is why you don't want to assume it's not, that's what you want to assume it's not at a home location. 
is because then what do you do when it's an apartment or condo or office location and you need power? You didn't ask if it's a home location or not or if it's somewhere else and you show up and you're like, oh, I don't have a generator. I don't have a water hose. What do I do now? So that's what you don't want to do, which is why you don't want to assume it's always at a home location. Now, to, like for me, when I didn't have a, pre, a, 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 when I was primarily using the customer's power or water, I never really ran into an issue of not being able to access their power or water at their home location, right? So yes, if you're at a home location, it's way easier, but that doesn't necessarily mean like you'll always have power and water. Sometimes their water spigot was like all kinked up, torn. Uh, sometimes like the outlet was like pretty far away. So you will have your nuances of where maybe you need like a, uh, an extra 25, 50 feet of, of hose. Maybe you need like a, a longer extension, uh, maybe the plug doesn't work. I've run into that quite a bit. Where like the pl- anyways, that's going aside from the fact. But don't just assume you're at the at the at the home location because uh, if you get to the location and it's not a house, then you've kind of put yourself in a bad predicament. So another thing you want to ask is: Are there any specific in- instructions um, that you need to know when you arrive? Uh, again, phrase these how you would you know how you talk. Don't just listen to me. Be like, oh, you said this. Um, and what I mean by that is like. If you're if it's a home, but if it's a gated community, you'll have separate instructions there, right? If, is, there, is there security? Is there a gate code? Um, if you're at an apartment location, right? Do you need the gate code? Are you gonna punch it in? Does the does the gate just open? Do you need? Is it gonna call the customer and they're gonna buzz you in? Um, do you need to? I don't know what you know what the case might be, but ask: Are there any specific instructions once we get to the location, right? And this is really going to apply even if it's a home location because if they have kids, like, hey, if you don't, you know, if you mind, please don't ring the doorbell or please don't call me because they're going to be asleep. So it does help to, this is kind of going both ways, like whether it's off location or home, but it does help to just ask, are there any specific instructions, right? Hey, don't, don't ring the doorbell because the dogs, hey, um, you know, when you get here, here's the gate code to get in. So those are things that you need to know before you actually get there. That way you don't get there at an apartment location and you're like, oh, hey, I need the gate code. And you call the customer and the customer's like sleeping or, you know, whatever the case may be. Like it's happened times where like I didn't get the gate code. I'm calling the customer. I'm texting the customer and they're not responding. And then I wait like 10 to 15 minutes and they're like, oh, hey, sorry, I was asleep. And I'm just there waiting for the gate code when I could have just easily got it, gone inside, got to the vehicle and started working. Um, and like with the with apartments, like a lot of times you can get in there when the um when like another vehicle goes by so that's another thing but that's like usually by happen chance like you just hope that it's going to happen so asking are there any specific instructions once you get there uh because that's that's it's very vital to you for you to know beforehand um so is it possible to detail at a not home location of course i've done it plenty of times if you have a generator you can basically go anywhere not a big deal you have power. If you don't have a generator, yeah, that's when things get kind of tricky. It's uh, it's a lot more limiting, um, but it is possible. It's just the chances of you getting it done or things going in your favor are less likely than you assume because, like the times that I've I've gone to apartments without a generator, I somehow was able to manage to find an outlet nearby to hook up, to run all the tools that I needed. Uh, sometimes it was like really pushing the limits in terms of the length of the cord and how much like wiggle room I had. Uh, other times I par- like I was able to park right next to the customer's units and just use their own outlet. 
Um, so the times I've done it, I have been able to get away with it. There's other apartments that like have outlets on the perimeter of the parking lot and you're able to hook up there and that makes it super easy if they have a parking garage, um, not like a, a, a building, um, I mean like, like an uh, individual parking unit, a uh, parking garage unit for that vehicle, there's going to be um, um, outlets in there. Now, again, there's been plenty of times also that I go to an apartment and the outlet doesn't work, right? Like there's an outlet, you know, across the perimeter, but none of them work or the outlet in the garage unit doesn't work. So then again, like you just find yourself in that predicament of like, Ooh, like I, what do I do now? You know, like you ask for another outlet to at the, at the adjacent um, garage unit. Do you drive around and see if there's any outlet that works? It, it gets a lot more cumbersome if you don't have your own generator. I've been through it many, many, many times. It's not a deal. It extends the detail that much longer it's really a headache uh, because you just really want to get there and work. And you're here like, you know, trying to see like, where's an outlet that I can hook up to. So I've done it. It's gone bad. It's gone well. It's just one of the things you have to keep, you have to uh, keep in mind. So, but if, if it is an apartment, right, if you are going to an apartment, here's some things that you need to know. There's no specific order. These aren't like the exact things, but these are just some gen- general things that you should kind of keep in mind in the back of your head if it is an apartment. Okay. So is there a gate code? As I mentioned before, like you just, there has to, nine out of 10 times, there's going to be a gate code. Um, so just ask, Hey, what's the gate code? Uh, will the gate open or do do you, um, once you punch the gate code, does the gate open or is the customer going to buzz you in? Again, these aren't questions that you have to ask the customer. It's just let these kind of run through your mind when you're getting to the apartment. Um, so you are just not going in there, like just, you know, hoping to see what happens. Um, is there enough space on the, on the customer's floor? So let's say they're in a parking garage, right? Um, and they're like, yeah, I'm on the fourth floor. Is there enough light and space for you to work comfortably? If not, can you take it all the way to the very top floor where there's hopefully no ceiling and you have all the sun in and usually like for us, like nine out of 10 times, the top floor is always the emptiest. It's, there's no ceiling. So the, you know, you have perfect lighting. So if there's, if they're on the fourth floor, is there enough room? Is there enough lighting? If not, can we take it to the top floor? I, by default, will always say, hey, can we just take it to the top floor? That's where we have the most room. And it's, it's less of a hassle for other people because we're not running the generator. It's not echoing through the garage. So I always, by default, try to move it up to the top floor if possible. Sometimes the top floor is just as packed. Sometimes there is no, like, top floor with no ceiling so it's still like you're still having a problem with the lighting so if that's the case you might have to take it outside maybe like there's a, a, a you know a section of parking inside the complex or you might have to take it outside the apartment maybe on an alley or a street or somewhere you know in the vicinity of the apartment um, because there's been times where we go to a to a uh, uh, an apartment and like it's enclosed like there is no there's floors, but you like you literally cannot see outside. Like it's all just one big wall uh, that's enclosing the garage unit. So with that one, we literally have to go outside the apartment and park on the side of the building because there was literally one no light, and then two, if we were to run the generator and all the machines, like it would just echo through the entire garage unit, uh, and it would be very annoying, and we'd probably get kicked out because it would just be annoying to run all that noise in that enclosed garage. So with that one, we had to take the vehicle which was like my vehicle lex's vehicle and then the customer's vehicle on the side of the it was fine it worked out great we didn't we weren't anyone's way there was no problem whatsoever but that's just one of those things where like we got there 
let's say like at nine and we had to find the correct entrance. There was two entrances, but it's like in a really tight apartment complex. And um, so like by, we got there at nine, but until we actually got inside the garage unit and like located the vehicle and the customer, it took about 15 minutes. So, and that was just to locate the customer. Then we talked to the customer, we looked at the vehicle, and then we had to figure out, well, where do we park this now? Like the customer was, was, a, was thinking we could do it in the garage unit. And that was just like, as soon as we got there, we were like, we can't do it in here. Like there's absolutely no space, no light. And if we turn on the, the, the machines, it's going to be such a bad noise. So we had to move it somewhere. And the customer didn't know where to move it. They're like, oh, I think we can move it over here. So like we maybe started 30 minutes after we got there because of getting into the garage, finding the vehicle, talking to the customer, and then finding a location to actually start working, it took around 30, 35 minutes just to start. And if it's your one vehicle for the day, you know, it sucks, but okay, let's just get started. If you have two, three vehicles, you know, scheduled for that day, an apartment, like going through all that, uh, that whole process can definitely eat into your time and push back the entire day just because it's an apartment and you're trying to figure things out. There's other times where it's like a breeze, but that like you will run into those problems if you keep on going to apartment units. It sucks, but you're mobile, so it is what it is. Um, so can you park away from the apartments? Yeah, so that's, if you are in a parking garage, um, a parking lot, try your best to park away from all the apartments because one, like you don't want any complaints from the uh, residents, right? Like if you, especially if you have like a gas pressure, a, a gas pressure washer and a loud generator, um, you don't want to be, you know, just making a ruckus around everyone, right? So it's try to, one, you get away from the customer, so there might there won't be any complaints. You know, the like the staff at the apartment won't be like you know try to tell you anything. And two, for the most part, on the you know on the outer perimeter of the parking lot, you have way more space, way more flexibility. So like, as soon as we get to the apartment, like I always look around the perimeter and, and see where there's open parking because I want to say ten out of ten times there's always like free spots open around the perimeter to where like it's super easy to work there and way more convenient versus where the customer is parking because the customer wants to park closer to their unit and you know that's what everyone's trying to trying to park as close to the unit as they can but around the perimeter it's like there's a lot of open spaces and it makes things so much easier so always look in the perimeter of the parking lot inside the apartment to see if there's more space and then lastly here about the apartments is that the customer has to walk to their vehicle. Now, sometimes it might be a 30-second, one-minute walk. Other times, it could be five, seven, eight minutes for the customer just to walk to their vehicle. And this isn't assuming like it's like a huge apartment complex with like a lot of floors or that they have to walk a flight of stairs to get to the vehicle. So it can take quite a bit of time for the customer to come out. So another example is I actually have a video on this one, um, is that the... Uh, the vehicle was on the top floor of the garage and it was easy for us to get there. It's like, Hey, you get in here, you take a ride, go up here, go, you know, go like five, six flights of, of, of um, floors and the garage, the vehicle will be at the very top alone. There's no cars next to it. Super easy. But the garage, it was like six flights of, of floors, but there was no elevators, right? So the customer had to walk up six flights of stairs and it's not like you know, it was like right next to the apartment. Like you had to walk from the like the the, the other side of the apartment complex to the part to the uh, to the parking garage, and then walk up those stairs, and that takes some time. So it's just another thing you have to account for when you're doing this. Because like, if we finish at ten, right, ten a.m., and we call the customer out, and we send them the message like, "Hey, 
the vehicles on. It could take 10, 15 minutes for them to come up because it just, you know, one, whatever they're doing, right, personally, and then two is just the distance, right? So it can take some time. It sucks, but it's just something you have to account for when you're doing apartments. Okay, so next one, we're talking about an office location. So here it could be like maybe like a business center, like a business center, um, a shopping center. It could be a business uh, a business park. Um, any of those things, this, this is going to be kind of applicable. Uh, so this one, ask the customer if you have permission to be on the premises. This is very important with these types of buildings or office location because some offices, usually office buildings, either they allow detailers and car washers, car washing, car washes, car washers to be there, but they have there's like a designated area for those services to take place. Like they don't want those services to be done you know, right side, you know, right in front of the building where all the traffic is at. They want to keep it professional. They want to keep it clean. So they're like, you know, there's a side over here. There's the back. There's a port over there that they'll allow you to do that. Other times they won't, um, you know, like it, you'll kind of get a better sense of what buildings areas do or don't, or ones that you want to kind of make, you, you know, you want to ask like, Hey, am I allowed to work in that, you know, parking garage, right? Let's say it's a, it's a, it's like a big office building. And they're like, yeah, we'll be on the, the 17th floor, right? You're like, hey, do I have permission to work in that parking garage? You know, um, sometimes property management does not allow contractors, right? I, I, you know, contractors, detailers, whatever, car washers, to be on the premises and do the work. So with those, I'll ask the customer, hey, can you ask and verify or can you ask and confirm or can you ask and make sure that, um, you know, we're allowed to be there on the job site, um, and so, and you'll get a better sense of what buildings those are. Like when I went to, uh, it was around here, uh, it was a BBVA building, um, you know, super professional, super corporate. And I'm like, Hey, like, can you confirm that I can be there in the, in the parking garage? Because like, it's a super nice area, like, you know, bankers and stuff. So I was like, he just asking for, and I was, and I, I, you know, it was literally like, mm, like 20 floors of a parking. I don't know if it's 20, that's too much, 20. I don't know, but it took me a long time to get to the top. And with that one, again, like uh, like those can get kind of confusing because since it's too, like there's quite a few entrances, there's like employee, there's contractors, uh, like you need a, 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 a passcode or I'm sorry, like either a gate or code or like a pass, like a physical card to swipe. And like it, it can get rather confusing. And with, and with that one actually is that the customer, let's say there was like 20. Is that, is that too much? 20? It was a lot. Like I went, it was a while for me to get up there. Let's say 20 flights of floors um, to get up there, right? The customer had already parked it all the way at the top of the building, right? And then she went back to work. And when I was, when I was saying, you know, when I told her I was going to arrive at nine, uh, she went back down to like the, let's say like the 10th floor. And I picked her up at the 10th floor and we drove all the way up to the top floor so she could like tell me these things. And then she just took the elevator back down and went back to work. But um, yeah, like that one was really weird because it's like I was very confused. I thought I went through the wrong entrance and then I thought I was like locked in because you needed a, 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 a physical card to swipe on the entrance to let the thing go up. So again, like you, it, it, you'll fall into these like weird areas, not weird, but it's just like either the customer doesn't explain it well enough or like they just forgot to do to tell you something and you're there just scratching your head of like where like where is this entrance that you're talking about like there's two three four different entrances there's like 
two, three adjacent buildings next to each other. Like they all look alike. Like I, I don't know which building you want me to go to. So things like that will add time. And I'm telling you, like, even like with that customer that I'm telling you, there was tw- 20 uh, stories of, of, of in a parking garage is that I was there at nine. Like I, I still got into I still got into the building relatively quick. The customer still came out like right on time. But like just because it was like it was still at 9 a.m. A lot of cars were coming in because of work. There was so many uh, floors to go through. It still took a while just to I, I think by like 9.20, 9.25, I started working. And even though like, again, the customer was there on time, I was there on time. Like, you know, we still did everything kind of smoothly. By the nature of like how many, you know, all the employees are getting there, the stories, it still took a while for it to start. So, um, yeah, so make sure you have permission and ask like, hey, are there any specific instructions? Because with those, things can take a lot longer depending on where they are. Uh, number two, when you're at a, when it's at an office or commercial location, basically when you're going to their job, is uh, clarify how long the service will take and then ask like, hey, do you need the vehicle for anything? Like, Let's say you're going to get there at 9 a.m. It's going to be, you know, let's say uh, one, two, let's say like four or five hours. It doesn't matter. But let's say it's four or five hours, right? Let's say you'll be done by like one or two p.m., right? Just ask, hey, or let them know, like, hey, it's going to take four to five hours. So we should be done around one or two p.m. Is that okay? Do you need the vehicle for anything? Do you need the vehicle for lunch? Like, make sure that they're going to be like, no, it's okay. I don't need to go anywhere. No, it's okay. I'm going to eat lunch here. No, it's okay. Like you're fine because you don't want to like have to rush and they're like, Hey, like, you know, I'm going to on lunch break at 12 and I don't need my car. And then you're like, Oh, I'm not even like, you know, I'm 60% done. I'm 70% done. And then like, what do you do then? You know? And not that like the customer can't wait or can't order any food, but it's just like, you don't want to be in that situation to where this could have been avoided if you had just clarified how long it's going to take and you confirm that the customer doesn't need the vehicle. So, uh, like all those, you know, when I go to those office buildings, like I confirm like, Hey, like, do you need the vehicle for anything? It's going to be four or five hours, four or six hours, however long. Is that okay? Is that going to interrupt your day at all? Confirm on that part because you don't want any last minute. Oh, I forgot. Like I need my vehicle. Oh, Hey, I'm supposed to go to X, Y, Z. Like, you know, will you be done in 10 minutes? Um, so those aren't fun. And then lastly on this one, it's happened a few times, but you will be, Actually, it's probably only happened once, but I still share it where depending on the business park or business center that you are, not not so much in a, a parking garage, um, but like, you know, like just an open parking lot. Uh, sometimes you will be very, very, very limited on parking. And I mean, like where like you can't move the vehicle anywhere because either it's the parking lot in itself is small or it is just so crammed with vehicles that you just you really have nowhere to go. And depending on the service that you're doing, it can be so much of a hassle to get through it. I mean, I remember once, like, it was a rather, not rather, it was a small parking lot. And I literally had one single space. Like, I, I, I didn't even park my car next to the customer's vehicle because there was nowhere to, nowhere to park. And I couldn't even open the doors all the way. Like, I literally had to move the car to the very edge of the parking spot because I was at the, at the end of the parking spot, but there was, like, a lot of bushes around. I, I moved it to the side so I can, like, almost open one door all the way and, and did all that side on the interior. Then once I was done there, I reversed the car back inside and scooted, you know, scooted it back to the, to the, to the bushes so I can get to the other side. And that was cumbersome. Like it took me way longer because it was, I was so limited on space. It was very, very, very annoying to get that one done. 
But that one, I, I generally just, I could not take the car anywhere else because it was the same predicament anywhere I'd go. There was like perimeter, no parking. Um, like I couldn't move it anywhere else because like there was more office buildings and such. And it's just like, it was that only, granted that's only happened once. Like that's only ever happened once, but you know, it could happen again. I don't know. So I'm sharing with you guys. So just be mindful that there's going to be times where it just sucks to do the job. And a lot of times, it, it's a lot of times, like some of the easiest, as far as location and flexibility wise, some of the best times we've worked is at a commercial office space where like there's, you know, the, the one of our, our, our favorites is when we get to a, like, let's say like a, a commercial office or something. And they take us to the back or something. And like, there's literally no cars. There's no people. There's like, and it's literally just a huge open lot. And we're the only ones there. Like that's super ideal and fun because it's just like, it's just, we're just working there. Like there's no, like there's literally nothing else aside from us except just us. So that's really fun. Uh, but so, you, you know, you're going to find both sides of the coin in terms of it sucks. It's cool. It's not. But you just need to know all of this going into, you know, apartment or office locations as you get more customers as you get more experience as you kind of you know get more get more repetitions in you'll get a better grasp of what you need to know specifically to get the job done right like what things change if you have a van versus a uh you know you're hauling a trailer versus you know whatever the case may be like you know those little nuanced things will will kind of have an impact that's another reason why i'm not a fan of hauling a trailer because the apartments like a lot of times like i would think like dang if we were hauling a trailer like this would make things 10 times worse you know given how much space we already don't have you know relative to the uh, to the area that, you're, that we're working in but anyways i'll end it right here hopefully you took something away from this i haven't done one of these videos in a while where i'm speaking about like on the job site type stuff so let me know if you learned anything if you have anything you want me to cover leave those in the comment section you can follow me on Instagram at Detail Groove and shoot me a DM, reply to one of my stories. I don't respond to all of them, but I do my best to read all of them. Uh, if you're uh, interested in starting your business, you can check out my ultimate guide to start your detailing business, whether it's in the YouTube description or in the on my um, on my website where you can check out the blog. But other than that, I'll wrap it up and I'll talk to you guys on the next one.